0: Broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blah blah Take a stand. Bitch, bitches leave. <laughs> Enough! You getting... bitches leave. Enough!
1: Take a stand together. Welcome back to Enough, the only podcast. With your hosts, Ryan Ackner and Scott Sweeney, also known as the Turkey Boys.
0: Like the only podcast in existence? Yeah.
1: We used to be the only podcast about movies and TV. Now it's just, we're the only one left. Let's stick with that. He's in.
0: What do you think about me just talking normal through the megaphone? Is that not funny?
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm having fun.
0: I know the first thing. Shut this out. Yeah, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> it's over.
1: He's I know what you want
0: to talk about first. Yes. So let's cut the bullshit and let's roar right into the story of the day. Folks, Vin Vin Diesel released a song. You're hearing it right now. I have it up nice and loud because I want everyone to be able to hear it perfectly. It's the song of the fall. Easily. Unquestionably.
1: Like, Turkey Heads know I'm um, in the Familia, I run on Diesel, etc. I put this on, like, oh Vin Diesel came out with a song, this'll be funny. I actually like this song. Are you hearing this, fans? I'm Listen listening. to it. I know, you're just enraptured by the music. I have
0: my glow sticks out. Yeah. My nipples are pierced. I mean, he's a quadruple threat.
1: Who knew all the, all the talent that lay within Vin?
0: But yeah. Should we play the whole song? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm just... I listened to it so much today, it's like, laughable. I gotta be honest, I'm coming around on it. It's a cut? It's like...
1: (laughs) I was almost bummed. I was like, this isn't funny at all. I'm just enjoying this. I listened to it like, forget that Vin is even involved. I'm gonna fade it down a little bit so we can do the news with it, just as a bed. And this is another step towards Vin getting his EGOT, which is an inevitability is that eyes. an emmy
0: grammy tony and oscar yes i believe he does not have any of those i know but you just <laughs> think we're getting there yeah <laughs> okay he's still o for four but he has a song
1: now so it's it's getting people thinking about the possibility of it
0: and we'll also egot one day no doubt yeah i'm at least gonna uh, uh fuck giving up Ooh. right out of the gate swinging a miss early
1: bgu oh god but yeah uh, speaking of cuts I saw you were listening to that new Machine Gun Kelly
0: earlier. Uh, I'm loving it. I don't know how you're feeling about it. Did I listen to it? It actually, he's got some cuts. They call me Machine Gun Beef. (laughs) I don't know if you were aware of that.
1: Did you hear him on Howard by any chance? I did, it was really good. When he revealed that they spent a million dollars to get... To get his name? I was like, huh? Like, you... No good? You were robbed. I mean,
0: for that name, it's like... Maybe it's cooler than I think. It sounds a little silly. You're machine gun hoops. I'm machine gun the beef. <laughs> I'm machine gun the beef. Ian. Pew pew. This is the title track from the new album, "Tickets to My Downfall."
1: Yeah, he's definitely like lame and like for younger people than us. But he's, you know, he's, I disagree. He's kind of like a Poppy Blink 182 kind of deal. Right.
0: I think he's self-aware and I think he gets it. And I think he's just like a fun guy who's making music for idiots and he's fine with it. Yeah. This isn't the song. This I, isn't the hit.
1: I couldn't believe that million dollar reveal. It's like you spend a million dollars for that name.
0: Actually, here it is. Here it gets it gets peppy here and fine. Well. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can imagine myself as a 17-year-old being super embarrassing and wearing, like, a Machine Gun Kelly shirt. Mm. I like that lyric, I'm crazy, I'm off the meds. That's relatable. If I go a day where I forget my meds, by, like, 8 p.m., I'm, like, spinning off the fucking planet. Mm. That's enough. No no more music. This is like a music show now. Yeah. (laughs) We got MGK. We got Vin. We're the only podcast. We gotta talk about everything. True, the only podcast. Yes. Did you hear that? Speaking of music, Zayn Malik from One Direction welcomed oh. his first baby with, uh, baby with famous nobody Gigi Hadid. Oh yeah, famous she, for nothing.
1: I was gonna say, I do know her
0: for no reason. I know yeah, that name. Of course you do. <laughs> you could say she's a model, but I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. That. I guess that's a thing. I guess they're a power couple.
0: Yeah. He's really handsome.
1: Yeah, they'll probably have a... Would a you smooch, would striking you smooch child. with him?
0: Yeah, no doubt. One okay. direction I was wise. hoping you'd go the other direction, but I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> would you do more than smooch? Yeah, the whole deal. Me too. Yeah. Good. Um, lin Manmel Miranda. I don't have any news about him. I just, for, for whatever reason, I just wrote his name down. And then I said that I would rather do a reverse circumcision on myself than go to Hamilton. I think because we got reasonable. we got chatting about Hamilton on the thread the other day, the group text yeah. with the boys. And Monty Joe revealed was, that he like loves it. Oh yeah, and Joe saw Joe it like saw it live. twice live, and yeah. Monty got a Disney Plus subscription trial just to watch it on his TV because he's cheap. That was a beautiful
1: reveal. Thanks for that, Monty. I hated that. <laughs> but yeah, seeing it live is like whole next level. I didn't know anyone I knew was even in that. Realm Joey's of like things. a theater guy. Joey yeah. and
0: I went to Book of Mormon together.
1: I'd feel so silly being in a theater watching a play, but I would for Book like of Mormon was okay. For like that Larry David play, remember when he was doing a play? I'd go to something like that and do a whole thing. But uh. Lin Manuel Miranda wise saw him at the Emmys, mm. being very upsetting and unfunny. <laughs> oh, he did. He presented. Yeah. Well, he did a little uh. like taped piece. Did you watch any of the Emmys? No, I just read the results. It was I mean, an all-time so low a collage with a bunch of different
0: oh. experiences.
1: Hey Joey. It was an all-time low in viewership, like good. The lowest it's ever sunk. Like less than 6 million viewers, which is crazy low for <coughs> something for a broadcast of that magnitude. Do you suck next? And Jimmy Kimmel is bad at hosting stuff.
0: He's bad at most. I don't know where he got relevant.
1: I like him as a guest on Howard when he's just That's like it. having a laugh. When he hosts something, he's so awkward and like can't deliver his dog shit jokes. I watched like half of the Emmys and then just cruise through the winners. You wanna talk about the winners for 2nd I'd second? love to hear the winners,
0: yeah. I'm really happy let me list my favorite winner is Billy Ooh. Crudup, best supporting. Yes. For the morning show. That's mm. the only dog in the fight that I had. They it won. I'm good. I only saw two episodes of that show, but I did
1: notice how strong his performance was.
0: He gets better as they go, so Ooh. maybe Maybe I hop back in. Finish that up.
1: Shits Creek won like everything. It won Best Comedy and like all the acting awards within that and all the directing, writing stuff. Dan Levy, Eugene Levy's son, was wearing a kilt. I saw and, that. And like going on that? and on, he was he was a bit much. But uh, Shits Creek's a good show, so I guess they deserved it for their final season. Sure. I suppose I've only seen a handful of episodes. Your girl Zendaya won Best Actress for Euphoria, which was a history-making. I guess she's like the youngest babe to ever win. Yes. And some other history-breaking thing that I forget.
0: I really, really, really liked Euphoria. Mm. she's probably the best part mm. of it i like that the girl that's in all the a24 movies is good too whose name escapes me now and i like um that blonde chesty one no she's that she blonde she looks like ariana grande kind of
1: hmm
0: i'm she, not sure hispanic oh yes yeah, yeah the girl from uh midnight waves and waves oh
1: she's in that too she's in both yeah What's her, her name? Um, her and Lucas Hedges are like a package deal. Caitlin Burick. <laughs> if you're making an 1824 movie, they have to be involved.
0: Yeah. Um, what else?
1: Succession won best drama. That was huge. It is for its second season.
0: <laughs>
1: and also the your guy. The guy who plays Kendall Roy won Best
0: Actor. Love that. Did he rap his, his acceptance <laughs> speech? That wouldn't make anyone uncomfortable, I promise. That would have been so good. He should have done that. God, that would have been a Get fucking album. Get up there like, run. yo, 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 and everybody's yeah. just like, ha! Ah! <laughs> L to the OG. Oh, God. That song is so perfectly douche-chilly. It tightened my entire spine up the first <laughs> time I heard it, as if somebody had just, I don't know, like just dumped a bucket of cold water on my head, basically. Yeah, That was horrifyingly shivery.
1: I feel like a good show hasn't won Best Drama in forever. It's normally like... I don't even know what normally wins. But I know I'm normally like, ugh. So it's, it's almost weird when something good like Succession wins. It's like, oh, you did it. You got it right. Yeah, Succession's great. And Mark Ruffalo won for I Know This Much Is True, the HBO miniseries that we enjoyed very much here
0: at the program. Yeah, I'm really happy to win. You, you knew, you knew I needed an award. He gave maybe the most long-winded political speech. I was going to say, let me guess, a bunch of Trump stuff without three. actually naming his name, mm. and then talking about how like how important it is to vote, and then you got to get out there on November third, and then he said something about one of the victims, and he said their name a bunch of times.
1: Do you think anyone on Earth has ever been swayed into voting? By an actor giving a passionate speech like that on an award show.
0: I do not actually. <laughs> you stupid fucking mouth cut. I don't either. <laughs> no, especially Mark Ruffalo. Mm. Like you're a good actor in a bunch of stuff. That's great. Yeah. Stay in that lane. Mm. And if you want to make a difference, like donate a lot of your money.
1: Yeah, or at least do, do that. it in a different way. I felt like everyone like gave the same speech right. where they like dance around the
0: buzzwords like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's like nothing. Just, it's like saying nothing. They stare blankly into the crowd and say, say her name. Yeah. And it's supposed to be poetic. And it's like, you know, everybody is saying her name, including myself. Mm. You didn't need to remind me of that. Just yeah. like Instagram didn't need to remind me to register to vote. I've been registered to vote since I was 18 years old at Norwell High School. Literally, the minute I turned 18, I registered to vote. Yeah, most of the social medias they have little like beacons that you like can't get rid of. Where it's just like you know how to vote, right? It's like yes. You know, I'm a 37 year old man, right? <laughs> and if you're a 37 year old man who isn't registered to vote, like you're a literal cartoon character. Truly, it's one of the easiest things to do. Takes five seconds. And then now we don't even need to go to vote anymore. I already voted mm. in the Massachusetts Senate primary; that was a breeze. Mm. And I'm not a—I do enjoy politics. It's not something I know a ton about, but yeah, I know enough to know that I don't need Mark Ruffalo's input, and that I don't <laughs> think he's swaying anybody. No, not even the Ruffalo soldiers. Mm. The
1: and they also had the—they always forget someone in the in memoriam. Kobe Bryant, I heard. Oh, did they forget yeah. Kelly? Oh, yeah, he actually should have been in there. He did And Kelly work. Preston. Yep, that's yeah. the one I heard that everyone was all what fired up about? about. It's almost impressive that they forget someone. It's like, how difficult is it right. to get a list of all the famous people who died in your industry? And then have everybody you work
0: with go over it. And since you work for, you know, the company that... What's the name? The Academy for the Emmys? It's the film and television... Some, yeah,
1: like the Academy of Motion Pictures.
0: Let's put the Oscars. Is oh, it both? Okay. I don't even know. Who cares? I I haven't actually I've never entirely watched all of the Emmys. Yeah. But we always do the results, so
1: normally the somewhat watchable. The uh the like from home thing. And also the Oh the way they were doing the awards, it was so ridiculous. They sent a person in a hazmat suit with an Emmy to every nominee's house and they're just like outside their window, like for suspense, and then they announce the winner and that person gets their award and the the people in hazmat suits outside all the other houses just leave. Like that guy Rammy from uh, from Rami made a video of like someone in a hazmat suit just like creepily walking away from his house, and he was like Emmy's night, like glamorous or some bit. It was, it was oh, that's funny. so
0: stupid. Yeah, they would find a way to embarrass me with any time they try to make these things fun. There's like st- like I get it. I don't want to say I'm not quarantining at all anymore. So like life is back to normal here at my house. But wow. a lot of people, it's like they're, they're still going doing backflips in the Hollywood, in Hollywood and entertainment to make quarantine and the coronavirus fun. Mm. Like, Oh, that's like, what's your favorite COVID drinking game? Like every mini... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, stupid. It's like nice. Effort. Wait a couple of months weird. until the fucking election. And then all of this will go down the drain. Like it never happened.
1: Are they going to drain that swamp once and for all? Uh-oh.
0: Drain the fucking swamp. <laughs> that was me, actually. I dropped Ooh. my pen. Dropped my pen getting the getting the megaphone out.
1: Terrific. Fantastic. I mean, folks, have you seen that Florence Pugh is back making Instagram cooking videos?
0: With her perky A-cups.
1: I mean, she's on fire. <laughs> she's, she's back making like... She made a chicken the other day. Oof. You know when you start someone's Instagram story and there's just like a, a zillion dots up at the top, meaning it's like How many dots? It was just endless. And I watched
0: all of it. Like I didn't even think Did about... it. Did you put it. your phone you put your phone down and just watched oh, yeah, it was I was, the show? I was holding it, but yeah, okay. I was just funnier if you like rested it against the wall on the toilet or something. I do that sometimes. I'll yeah. like drop the phone on the bath mat and I'll realize it's going. Yeah. I yeah, said I there. gotta follow her. She's a good follow. I watched it like it was a never ending quibby or something. <laughs>
1: But it is, she's just making a chicken, and she's just a very delightful personality. She's, in addition to being a babe, she just seems like a lot of fun.
0: Take a stand together! And she's so British, and she also she's makes some lovely, maple pecans. Yeah. She's lovely, yeah. Which out. So, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. <laughs> oh,
1: dazzling segue. <laughs>
0: Uh that's how we feel about it I guess. Sure. I just um she's dead and uh Patriot Cinema in Hingham sent out an email detailing all the movies they're releasing or not releasing but showing this weekend because mm-hmm. they closed all their other locations except that one, right? Ye- is Loring Hall still going? I, I know that, that Situate is done and Hanover is done and Maine is done. Yeah, I believe Loring Hall and Patriot in Hingham are uh, that's it. Mm. That being said, th- this week they'll be showing The Empire Strikes Back, the Star Wars movie. Some movie I'd never heard of and don't remember the name. i probably love it. Uh, and RBG, the oh. Ruth Bader Ginsburg biopic or doc or whatever the fuck it is.
1: Can you imagine anything bleaker than after this woman dies? You go
0: to see her middling documentary that was made a few years ago that's like on Hulu for free. And came out, yeah, I think it legitimately came out in 2018. And no, no, keep in mind, you're in a probably empty theater with no popcorn, no candy, no drink, <laughs> yeah. wearing a mask, <laughs> socially distanced from everybody, even though there's nobody in there, with everybody being weird and like buying your tickets online and not being able to touch anything on the way in. And th- you, they're probably like fucking hand sanitizer in every seat. That's living, baby. And get I, me in there. I'd rather stay home <laughs> and watch Spielberg's The BFG. Ooh, <laughs> green light. Or read the book, the Roald doll book. That's saying. Something. that was funnier when I texted it earlier. <laughs> I liked it, and I wrote that joke, and I'm not proud of how it landed. Wow, I was I wasn't going to debunk you. I can't believe you're debunking yourself. It's okay to admit when you write a joke. He's it's back. A prepared show.
1: BFG, RBJ,
0: it's fine. WTF, am I what, right? Fucking
1: s- what the ears? what the fuckers. Oh.
0: Fucking. Just the Marin open. Um, What else?
1: Did you see Go ahead. that Cake Boss star Buddy Velastro impaled his hand in a horrific bowling accident?
0: I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great,
1: man. I mean, this is the kind of headline you want to see. Like, uh, it goes on <laughs> to say... How's he going to make cakes? Yeah. The Food Network star's hand was impaled after getting it stuck in the Such bowling <laughs> pin setter. Oof. A representative for his company confirmed on Wednesday. the A malfunction with a pin setter, which has been an easy fix in the past, caused his hand to become lodged and compressed inside the machine. Cake ball.
0: <laughs> my ball, dude. Ball, I got my hand stuck. I mean, Can you even imagine... Having that happen to you
1: over something so like dumb, like you're trying to bowl, and it's like I'm dying now <laughs> because of because I was trying to bowl. He's gonna lose his whole hand. I mean, he had surgery, so it doesn't say if it's. I like, bet the functionality's gone.
0: It's just sort of hanging on. Yeah, they use the word like impaled, hands
1: which doesn't sound promising. An
0: impaling, not good. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I mean, hands how- aren't everything, right? You at least, at least he has two legs.
1: No doubt. I mean, I think he's like a Papa John type asshole idiot, so we can make fun of the cake boss. Fucking uh, cake boss.
0: Did you notice that friend of the show, Carrie Underwood, got an HBO Max Christmas special? Everybody get your cowboy boots! Hi! Hey guys, it's me, Carrie Underwood. She's gonna
1: tell us how to shoot a combo. That'll be fun. I mean, I can't think of anything anyone on Earth needs less than a Carrie Underwood Christmas special in this day and age. But maybe mm. I'm wrong. Maybe she's still a
0: firecracker that the people are clamoring for. This whole—this was her biggest song ever. Mm. And the whole concept is some guy cheats on her, so she destroys his car. Mm. Like completely keys it, burns the seats. <laughs> Like, you'd be in jail. You can't just wreck people's property because they were mean to you. You should write uh, a retort song to her where you're like, (laughs) If you did this to me, this is what would happen. The song by Ian. By uh, Country Beef. Country Beef, a.k.a. Ian.
1: What's Hank? Hank's your Country Persona.
0: Yeah, I mean, Christmas specials in general are trash. They're never, ever good. I've said it before. Literally like, ever.
1: Anything Christmas, you can watch it in like the three weeks surrounding Christmas. The rest of the year, like, I'd rather die than watch something, than watch a Christmas themed anything outside of the Christmas season.
0: What do we, what do you consider, quote unquote, Christmas time? Like December 15th to the 25th and that's it? Maybe to the 26th, just for good measure. But yeah. The next day? Yeah, just When for you fun. throw the tree out? Yeah. Little residual, but yeah, then it's over. It's like we're done here. I'm anti-tree. Ooh, no tree allowed. No tree. I told Lucy when we move in together, no trees. Ever. I mean, you don't like need it. It's no. It's just. You gonna bring dead nature into your home? Hmm. Like get a plant that's alive. That makes sense. Get it. Get a nice s- succulent. Ooh. Huh. That sounds sort of lovely. All right, carry Underwood sucks. <laughs> Fucking cunt. Uh, sorry what else do we got here i'm trying to stop using that word
1: did you see they did another one of those table reads which i think i've complained about before for
0: uh fast times yeah i heard that getting hyped up on like four platforms like sean penn was involved didn't uh fucking Ryan reynolds or no it was literally dane cook set that up I got him on the list. Jen
1: and Brad were there, so everyone was making a big deal about that. Shia LaBeouf, Morgan Freeman.
0: Whoa, Shia LaBeouf Matthew was toasty.
1: And normally it's, like, slightly more impressive they get these people together and will, like, do a reading somewhere. And, like, I love stuff like this, obviously, but I even I wouldn't go to no. something like that. boring. Like, yeah, I feel like I get bored halfway through. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember this movie, and now other people
0: are reading the lines. This is, like... <laughs> I would only need the Damone stuff. I can do without everything else. Damone is the number one character in that. Some
1: great iced tea. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's the (laughs) I wonder who did that. That was probably Brad Pitt's role.
1: Or maybe LeBeauf.
0: Hey. You're the assistant to the assistant (laughs) manager of the movie theater. That's literally my probably my favorite line in anything ever. Him having sex with Jennifer Jason Lee and he has that immediate come inside of her, and then just like gets ashamed and gets dressed and leaves, and she's pregnant.
1: And then he like keeps trying to be cool for the rest of the movie.
0: Oh, he's the best. Him selling those tickets to Forrest Whitaker. It really is an awesome movie, and I get why they'd want to do this. Mm. And I think that it's a cool idea, I guess. But. I don't know. It was a hodgepodge. Like, I don't see, like, Shia and Jennifer Aniston gelling.
1: Yeah. It's even harder to do something like this. Like, they're all just in Brady Bunch cubes on Zoom. It's like, this is is not content. No.
0: Them at a table together would be cool. Yeah. Now I'm a fan of mischief. (sighs)
1: Speaking of that guy who's in the new Bond movie... Did that on purpose. Exclusive reports claim Tom Hardy is set to replace Daniel Craig... As 007, right? What do you
0: think of this? Like they're scrapping?
1: Well, no, they still have... That new one that is oh, supposed oh, to come oh, out in a couple okay, months okay. is Daniel Craig's last Bond movie. I got
0: so confused.
1: Yeah, um... I mean, it's about time we had like a mumbly Bond who <laughs> is just like, oh, fucking shaken, not stirred, and stuff.
0: I, I, I've never really enjoyed Tom Hardy in much. <clears throat> I really haven't. I think he's, he's good in small doses. Like
1: He's definitely not bad. I think he's more in good movies than he is really good. Although, I don't know. He's really good in The Revenant. and
0: uh, Dark Knight Rises?
1: Kid. You don't yeah. really
0: like Dark Knight Rises, if memory serves. I
1: don't. I think it's a bit of a dud.
0: What don't you like about it? Most of it? You just think it's boring?
1: Yes it's like a two and a half hour movie and I think someone did the math once there's less than ten minutes of the movie where he's in the Batman costume fighting and like being Batman the whole movie it's just like a slog the whole movie's like trapped in that underground prison like having a goo I don't know
0: <sighs> yeah i it's it pales in comparison to begins and dark Knight, yes. I think is the issue yeah because it's like home run home run. Yeah. strong double like, like here you go <laughs> like yeah. maybe he almost would have made it to third but he gave up yeah like yeah I get it you're point taken there's some really cool shots and scenes and I do like the Bane character I think yes. the opening of that movie is really cool the stadium scene is really cool for you <laughs> you're probably asking yourself why would you shoot a man before being the only podcast <laughs> He's back. Um, speaking of heroes, the boys uh, Ooh, got renewed for season three due yes. to the performance of season two thus far on Amazon Prime, and there will be a spinoff Prime. based on, I guess, a group of soups who are super soup <laughs> Soups. I like you casually dropping a soups. I just had to correct myself because <laughs> it's so douchey, and then I, um, I, or, got, I got uncomfortable as I said it. Um, um, or I thought it was charming. <laughs> But yeah, that, uh,
1: I saw them describe it as uh, like a college show meets The Hunger Games, but with Superhero. So like
0: Umbrella Academy, basically. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like something. It'll be fine. And I, and I really... I'm, some great Homelander stuff in episode five. I'm yeah. really looking forward to episode six this week. I know we're in news and not TV, but whatever. Yeah, that show...
1: It's always good, but that most recent one really, like... Fucking was, home run. Yeah. I was watching, like, this show is... No one watches this besides us, is the vibe I get. And everyone should, because it's very good. The boys on Amazon.
0: I have a few clients that are into it. I, I push it on people, but I don't really know how to recommend it, because it is superheroes. It's a little nerdy. Yeah. But it's... Tell it's, them, like, they swear, and it's vulgar and violent. And there's sex. Yeah. It's got all the fun that stuff. That sex in episode five was was pretty hot, Yeah. Huh? Superhero sex? Do you get a wood? kid never never (laughs) you're you're a eunuch yes um and then my last piece of news is that showtime is releasing a five-part documentary about the comedy store in los angeles which i really want to sink my teeth into because that's Mm. a place that i enjoy and i do anything on showtime comedy i'm I'm here
1: (laughs) yeah i will um hey hey fatty they're good with stuff like that i bet that's good and i've never even been there i've always wanted to i'm it's great i'm sure i'd enjoy it and also enjoy this documentary series mm. when it comes out but did you see that steven soderbergh has confirmed the nick is back
0: are you a nick guy yet i know you've been hanging in there trying to this is the clive Owen show on stars cinemax, cinemax. <laughs> <laughs> even
1: oh god even lower <laughs> but yeah diehard fans of the show might show remember
0: i've been
1: trying to like suffer through the nick since it came out like 10 years ago wow it's one of those shows where like steven soderbergh directed every episode and people rave about it to the point where i'm like why can't i just get through this but one day i'll get there
0: i, I have faith in you
1: and now there's even more for me to to catch up with I guess Andre Holland and Barry Jenkins are set to return.
0: This is Barry Lakin.
1: Barry Jenkins won the Oscar for Moonlight. And now he's like coming back and doing a season of the Nick. Seems like a step down, but No, 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 it's a step up. Who knows? Um speaking of steps down, Zack Snyder's Justice League will reportedly cost or the reshoots will reportedly cost seventy million dollars to produce. We talked about this a few weeks ago when they first announced it. They said they were just going to add effects to it. And they weren't going to do reshoots. And it was already going to be like hundreds of millions of dollars. And now they've announced they're going to do reshoots. And those are going, it's going to be an extra $70 million. So... Fuck. They're just throwing so much money at this movie that bombed and everyone hated. <laughs> just because of like the Zack Snyder cut like uproar. It became like a whole thing
0: and it's ridiculous i was trying to find the record scratch sound and i don't know where i put it it's not it because that's that would have been perfect right there that yeah it's i think they just like having headlines about this stupid show <laughs> you're probably movie. right yeah they like eking it in here it is i'm gonna put
1: that in there. i love how back affleck is as batman though Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, I'm doing that other one. I'm going to do, like, an HBO Max show. Let's do some reshoots. I'm back, baby. Um, do you want to talk about the Ellen stuff? Did you watch her apology? Is a grab uh, Ellen DeGeneres is
0: toxic. <laughs> She's a disgusting creature. I, yeah, I... I... The Ellen headlines were very funny to me in the beginning. I fell off a little bit. How was that, that apology? Was it anything?
1: It was terrible. I watched it because people were like, wow, she really gets into it. She doesn't at all. She does like a, another dance around it, just says all the right words. Like, we're taking steps to ba-ba-ba, and I'm not going to like say even what happened. We're just going to like talk in vagaries. What do
0: you think actually happened? I, I heard even... she was fisting the other ladies that worked there. Ooh. I believe that sight unseen. Little little fish market in the back. You know what oh, I
1: mean? I mean, Ellen does seem like a shape shifting sidecar. Like she seems
0: like a bad. She's probably evil. I mean, she's why like, wouldn't she? She's like it? Patrick Bateman at the laundry uh, or the dry cleaner. That yes. face change. You're a cantaloupe. Yes. I yeah. I can't imagine working for anyone. That's been in Hollywood for 40 years or whatever. Because she started as a stand-up comedian in the 80s. Mm. So she's been in the mix forever. Yeah. I can't imagine she's pleasant to be around. Just no. the amount of arrogance and that weird entitlement of just her name. You know, she basically, you don't even need to say Degeneres anymore. She's like Madonna level fame. mm that's a good call, yeah. So I imagine that she's obnoxious, especially the fact that she thinks, like, because she's a part of the LGBT community that she's special, even though the reality is that, you know, that's becoming less and less of a, of a minority now, and we're much more accepting of it, so...
1: Yeah, that was her thing for forever. Right? Now, now it's just like, yeah, that, that's worn off. Yeah, gay Nobody... marriage
0: is legal, no one cares anymore. Like, <laughs> homophobia barely still exists, yeah. in my in my eyes, at least. We're a little biased being on a coast, but... Very woke. Very chill. I'm not homophobic. Speaking of coast, I'm I'm actually playing footsie with Scott under the table (laughs) as we speak. Dude, don't tell the fans about that. They're not ready. Sorry, guys.
1: But uh, Corey Stoll was pictured filming the Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. And he's playing Uncle Junior. He's also in the new show that we're going to talk about, Ratchet. Ooh. Ratchet, and I must whatever. have gotten some bad intel, because I was under the impression that Rain Wilson, who plays Dwight on The Office, was playing Uncle Junior.
0: I mean, that was in Variety. That's not bad intel. That's just, they probably leaked. They yeah. made, I bet you he was under agreement or something, and then they said, fuck it, let's pick somebody else.
1: I like to imagine David Chase shot one scene and then fired him. <laughs> it's just like, this doesn't work.
0: Perhaps he'd never <laughs> seen... Oh fuck, what's the name of that movie that he did that's really bad with the super with wearing the red outfit? Super. It's called Super.
1: Yep. Yeah. Soups, as you might say. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a much better choice for to play Agreed, Junior yeah. Corrado Soprano. Oh you can like see it. God he's bald God for one thing. And speaking of Rain Wilson in the I office. I saw that there is a office musical. I'm going to go. <laughs> Just look at this look at this picture and imagine how upsetting it would be to watch oh, these no. people like sing songs about office stuff. Sing songs about like Kevin spilling that chili. I you know,
0: <laughs> you'd love that. <laughs> Him like I sliced the onions. <laughs> Him detailing the ingredients is what gets me. And that aside, which is a great bit, I think that the part about that that would drive me the most crazy is how much enjoyment everybody in the audience around me was getting. Look, look at Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> like guffawing. I'd have, I'd have probably 10 minutes before I
1: left. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, that sounds terrible. As far as like things anyone needs, that isn't one of them. No. Uh, Quibby is exploring <laughs> options, including a possible sale. <clears throat> Quibby's done. They're like, they're already like, being like, trying to dump themselves on somebody. They're gonna be on
0: Peacock in like two and a half weeks. Who? Let's buy Quibby. Ooh. Now you're talking. Enough fans get together and we'll change the name of it to Turkey. <laughs> and like T U R K I, just to be like hip. Sure. And, yeah. like and, all the, the, and the logo is like. The shape of a turkey with a TV in the stomach. Wow. We have an app. And- Green light. <laughs> yeah. Monty, we're going to need that money. So liquidate your shares of Benefix. And dad, I'm going to need whatever it was that you were going to help me with my regular business. I'm putting it into, into turkey. Ooh. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm pulling out of your my partnership with you in Ank Fit, And I need turkey to be. And we have to say it. You can't say turkey. You have to say turkey. Hmm turkey because it's an eye yeah. with an accent over it i mean i like your priorities oh yeah this is where we need to be and you can only watch it on a nintendo switch <laughs> yeah no phone no laptop no ipad no tv nintendo switches only yeah we're gonna make it more restrictive yes and really and you only get five minutes a day
1: yeah <laughs>
0: leave those people wanting. 100 a month Ooh. 100 bucks a month the highest streaming service cost Ever. That's what our headlines will get. It's a real, real clickbait grab. Worth it. What
1: else do we have here? Um, George Clooney, John Turturro, Tim Blake Nelson are reuniting for an O Brother Where Art Thou? We're in a really tight thing? spot. Yeah. Not really. Tight spot. That's weirdly like one of my least favorite Coen Brothers movies. Although I, I do I love the We're in a Tight Spot stuff and like George Clooney being like, I'm a Dapper Dan man. Like it definitely has bits, but I don't love that movie overall Mm. and I don't know why most people do yeah it's most people's like madam loves it it's like these songs are it's you know like kind of funny like the first time then it's just like it's just folk songs I
0: hate Tim Blake Nelson I think he sucks
1: (laughs) that's fair he does side his way into a lot of stuff I feel like he might have won an Emmy for like Watchmen or something Sidecar Supreme we're in a tight spot (laughs) I don't know, maybe I should watch it again. That's one of those I'm always like, do I like this? Delto. He's in. Classic. And WWE has announced a new wine venture. A Undertaker Cabernet Sauvignon and an Ultimate Warrior Zinfandel. Which I mean I need both of them. I actually had a a fun tweet that had a picture of these and then the sideways guys like doing like the sniff thing with a a glass next to it. It's a big tweet for Scotty. Very exciting times. But uh... Do you think these wrestling wines are going to pull you out of retirement? You want to drink some
0: Undertaker Cab Sav with me? Uh, yes, I do. That would be my relapse. Like, my mom comes over to find me <laughs> on my to deathbed song. with the Undertaker theme roaring in the background <laughs> <laughs> and like 18 Undertaker wine bottles clinking around the kitchen floor. I'm in the Meghan's cut. Megan's in the corner in a pile of shit. I'm in the cut doing the Paul Bear voice.
1: Like, oh, oh I, I tried everything I could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's really drunk. Yes, yes, yes. Wrestling stuff, buddy. Go, go, go. (laughs) Fuck.
1: Love it. But yeah, that's our future. That sounds good for us. This fucking song rules.
0: Yeah, it's a cut. You know what's uh, a better cut?
1: I hope you're playing another wrestling entrance.
0: I am. Because
1: that's where all the cuts are.
0: This is my number one wrestling entrance.
1: I'm going to be a wrestler, and my theme music's going to be Vin Diesel's new song.
0: Ooh. Should I enter the show with this song every week? I, like, come out of the bathroom and crush a Coke can on my head? Oh, hell yeah. do that like, hell yeah, brother! And, like, <laughs> or if that's Hogan, too. But. Just make a nice frothy mess. Are, why are we not wrestling guys?
1: Because it's not funny enough. I actually used to kind of be a wrestling guy when they had, like, funnier characters. Where they are in this moment in time, they don't have, like, a... Who's even like a sidecar I like it's Yokozuna? Been... Sure, yeah, like uh, a huge fat idiot who you know has some sort of shtick that's funny. I feel like everyone they have now is just like a guy with a name who's just it's
0: mm. like you know who's really good is Chris Benoit. He's a really good wrestler. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the goat. Yeah, he's probably my favorite. And I'm... Hulk Hogan's son. Yes, <laughs> those are my two favorite wrestlers.
1: Fucking legend, The Rock.
0: The... What else? That wrestling break is really going to bring Sean joy. I mean, that's he's what we're here lo- for. He's going to lose his shit. Next, we're going to do a break about legs for Monty. <laughs> we got a little more news here. It wasn't even funny. Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> so <it's>... Ooh, girl.
1: <laughs> she joins uh, that new meta movie where Nicolas Cage is playing himself.
0: So it's like which... a being John Malkovich, but with Nicolas Cage. And I like yeah. Tiffany Haddish. I think she's funny. What she's do you so, think? I've come full circle on her. I'm back in.
1: I like the idea of her being good in something. Okay. But I feel like she's just like a bit much and everything. Do you think she has chops enough to pull off whatever this movie's going to be? Maybe. Everything about this w- movie worries me. Like, <laughs> Nick Cage, like, up his own ass, being, like, too <laughs> meta, and it's like... In case you weren't worried, this movie would be quite annoying enough. It's like, yeah, let's throw Tiffany Haddish in here. I don't mm. know. And like, there's someone else annoying in there that I can't remember. But maybe it'll be good. Who knows? We're still Cage guys. We are. And speaking of our guys, Ryan Gosling has been cast in an untitled stuntman movie for Universal Pictures. Drive 2. That's That was my first thought. And he also plays a stuntman in The Place Beyond the Pines. That's one of his stronger uh, mm. stronger modes. Him playing a stuntman. Uh, and someone also posted, Ryan Gosling is so good at choosing movies. They posted his upcoming slate. Listen to this. He's doing The Wolfman with Lee Wannell, who did The Invisible Man. I'm sure that'll be dope. He's doing something called The Gray Man, directed by the Russo brothers, who did the Avengers movies. And Chris Evans is going to be in it. It's one of those like blacklist scripts sure. that's been around forever. That'll probably be dope. A movie with Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the 21 Jump Street Lego movie guys, the movie I just mentioned, the Stuntman drama, and a movie called Memory Police, written by Charlie Kaufman. Mm. That's like at least like three of those will be a home run.
0: Yeah, he's he, he makes
1: he has a good agent, like the better than anybody else by miles.
0: Jake Gyllenhaal. I he's in he's in the some, same kind of boat, yeah. They don't have a lot of misses. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's exactly. misses make sense to me. Like yeah, Prince of Persia, like yeah, that was him trying it, to. It could have been huge. Yeah, they fucked it up. Yeah, it should have been huge. It was just a they fucked it up. But yeah, something yeah. they said for like someone who doesn't miss. How about them working together Ooh. as like two buddies, like an almost like a kiss, kiss, bang, bang kind of movie? I can see that. I'd watch that. Like, well, Gosling already did Nice Guys, so something yeah. in that vein. He's great in that. I'm not saying we need Shane Black to direct it, but something like that. He's great as like the funny, rascally side. Gosling, like we've said, he has the speeds of like the cool guy part of a duo. Mm. The weird loner who doesn't talk a lot. And then like a murderer, I guess. Like he (laughs) where he's like this like villainous, tough guy. Yeah. He's got modes. There's like Lars and the Real Girl, Drive, and Crazy Stupid Love. Those are his three speeds. Good speeds. It's got three speeds. <laughs> God, Stay it. in the good speed. I'm doing old school bits over here. Uh, that's a great bit, and I say it every year at Christmas when someone opens a gift that I've given them. And I saved the most important piece of news for last. Oh, boy.
1: Rowan Atkinson, who plays Mr. Bean, <laughs> is rumored to be playing Adolf Hitler in Peaky Blinders. <laughs> He's playing Hitler on Peaky Blinders. Hitler is
0: back from the dead. (laughs) It's a conspiracy. The Holocaust was a myth. Oh, God, I'm going to stop there. Mr. Bean is a hell of a character. Love to see him. Brings a smile to my face. That's very funny. Do people in England still, like, love Bean or Mr. Bean? I don't know. Is that a thing over there? Is he their Borat? I guess Borat (laughs) is also their Borat.
1: I wish Mr. Bean was more Borat-like. That would be fun. Agreed. But yeah, I guess I'm going to have to watch Peaky Blinders from the Tippity, even though I found it too British and very boring the several times I tried to get into it, because people rave about it. But we'll see if that shakes out. Do you want to talk about Shuts? I would love to. I forgot about how... What do we say? Do we have it Shuts? I mostly other this thing. Oh yeah, the cut.
0: It's freezing though. Here it comes. Is that it? Why don't you hit me with your best shut? I would love to, and I'm going to start us off, excuse me, with Enola Holmes. Is that that Millie Bobby Brown movie? Yes. Okay.
1: Millie Bob Thornton, as I like to call her. But I'm I'm putting this in Shuts, even though I finished it, just because it
0: belongs in Shuts. Hmm, I'm gonna call a flag on the play, but okay, continue. <laughs> That's fair. If You finished it, you loved it.
1: Fuck. I just had nothing to do. <laughs> and was just, like, listening to it for the second half. But this movie, this is the girl from Stranger Things, and a movie that has no business existing, that I feel like they cobbled together just to, like, keep her on Team Netflix, and, like, give her something to do. It was... Awful. She plays Sherlock Holmes's niece, Henry Cavill. It's basically like a cameo. He plays Sherlock Holmes, but he's only in like two scenes. He just kinda pops by. The I hate movies where everything depends on someone finding this like absurdly hard to find clue mm. and them figuring it out. Every time I watch them, I'm just like, they never would have figured that out. Like, she notices, like, the
0: tiniest little thing is off. They that... mention that in the rewatchables when they mention the Silence of the Lambs where they find the... Oh, no, Seven, when they found the fingernail shavings in the guy's stomach. And he's like, oh, this is clearly from the floor or whatever. Like, no, it, you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And that hinges on how they find everything else for the next kill. And it's like fuck out of here yeah if you do it well it
1: seems fine but certain movies it's just like that this wouldn't happen yeah you put it on its head even if it's done well it's stupid yeah and it does it didn't even feel like a real movie i say this a lot but this felt like an excuse for a movie like
0: i hope no one says that about the only podcast
1: Ooh, they would never and yeah, like Millie Bob Thornton, she's in that weird period where she's not a child anymore, but they can't, like, sexualize her yet, so they're like, how do we keep her busy with, like, a... I bet
0: Joe Biden thinks they can.
1: <laughs> we need to have her, like, play a detective, and, uh... Detectives! This movie is just exactly what you'd imagine it is,
0: and I hate it. Hated it. Everything about it. What would you give it out of ten? How many How many bags of Popcorn. I'd give it like a 2 out of 10. Two bags of popcorn is enough for me. (laughs) I'm going to dive in because I've I've been fetishizing her since the beginning of Stranger Things when she was like 11 years old. (laughs) Fuck.
1: She was 11 the character. I didn't say
0: that. I didn't (laughs) say that. I'm (laughs) running as uh, the mayor of Boston against Michelle Wu and Marty Walsh next year. So I actually really can't allow this type of stuff to leak out there that I am a member of the Pizzagate pedophile ring.
1: NBD. Um, what else you shot? I shot, sorry to report, if I could take you down to Scotty's oh, no. American Pie Presents corner. Okay. Unfortunately, the Naked Mile wound up in my shuts this Didn't week. we
0: watch that together at one point?
1: I think maybe. I I can't even remember. There's
0: two Stiflers.
1: Yeah, last week I watched that one. And actually thought it was decent, considering it was a straight-to-video American Pie sequel.
0: Is that the one where he comes on his grandmother and she dies?
1: No, that was this one. Okay. This movie really knows how to start off, like, like, what an opening scene. This kid's like, his parents go out, so he's like, whoa, let me jerk off with a VHS tape, even though this movie was made, in like, only ten years ago. And then his parents come back with his grandmother at a, a very inopportune time, and he comes all over his grandmother, and then she dies. You've never had anything like that happen to you. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty, fine. That's pretty arrogant. That's why I'm so upset. I, the exact same thing happened to me. Fuck. Um. But yeah, it's just... And from there, like the main kid is just a big dud, and I couldn't get into it even in like a cheesy capacity. I didn't even get to the
0: Eugene Levy cameo. Here I am. <laughs> now I'm winning Emmys. I don't need to do this anymore.
1: <laughs> I'm digging your Eugene Levy.
0: Okay, all right. He's in. You're but, not getting
1: your deposit back, Tony. Well, t- I'll try another one next week. The next American Pie Presents in line. They're all on Stars, right? Just roar yes. through all of them. Oh, that's
0: what's happening, baby. <laughs> I saw, I've noticed you in the queue. It's uh, in there. I also shut off... Actually, was not on Stars. It was on HBO Max. I shut off a Matt Dillon vehicle called A Kiss Before Dying. It's from, I believe, directed by the guy who wrote um, either The Crying Game... No, he wrote uh, not basic instinct, the other one. Uh, Fatal Attraction. Yep. I think is that. But it was a movie about like Matt Dillon plays this sicko who murders a woman and then like starts dating her twin sister and like Dupree (laughs) is that one of my tube socks? (laughs) And he starts murdering Rand it's just dumb. It's like talented Mr. Ripley, but not interesting and bad. And like Matt Dillon is fine.
1: He's usually fine and stuff. He
0: can't carry a a movie. Mm -mm. You give him like employee of the month, oof, and it's like it's just a dud. It's like Dane Cook did better helming his employee of the month movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you'd make some sort of a a Dane Jessica Simpson joke. Got him. Got him. Should have brought Dax Shepard. Yeah, I shut that off. I watched about an hour of it and thought about going back in, and then I just said like, let's just. I had no other shots, so I said I need at least one shot, so I'm not going back. Mm. That's my shot. That's fair. And I have no obit. Do you have a good or do you have more shots?
1: I just got one more shot and oh, no it? obit. I shut off the
0: Adams family.
1: The one from nineteen ninety
0: one. No, the new one. Oh
1: no! The, like, animated. the animated one. Yeah. Eesh. I was like, let's give this a go. It has some funny people Oof. in the voice cast. <laughs> Even for a kids' you're movie, you're reaching now, huh? Of a
0: property that's been done to death, it was awful. Do you need me to start making you some original content? Please. <laughs> I feel I like that, that might help, right?
1: But yeah, I watched like thirty minutes of this waiting for it to heat up. It's terrible. If you have kids, do not show them the new Adams family. How about this MIDI version of the theme song? I like it. it sounds dope. It's kinda like Popping. The um I'm not even that familiar with the old Adams families. I saw saw like, good i saw one of them
0: the original one with um friend of the show what's her face christina ricci yes is great yes and uh i've seen Raul that one. julia who yeah may he rest in peace
1: he is good in that and the voices the voices of those characters in the new one are uh oscar isaac and charlize theron and it's like, you should have made a live-action one. They would be good as those characters in real life.
0: Awesome. Why pick characters that look like them just for the voice? Yeah, just cast like a, a bunch waste. of random duds. I never understood the the star power. Like, kids aren't going to know who the voices are. Exactly. We've had this discussion, I feel like.
1: Yeah, that drives me crazy. It's such a waste of money. Some four-year-old like, Oh, I can't wait to see the new Elven and the Chipmunks because Maya Rudolph did a voice in it. It's just never happened on Earth. I mean you want to take a break for a moment Let's before we take a break get yeah, into I could our... use a
0: little snack and then we don't have anything to watch this evening but we have a lot of reviews folks so we're roaring in we'll be right back ooh ooh ah
1: We're back. What the heads? Do we, what do we want to get into?
0: I have four options.
1: Ooh, let me sneak in real quick up top. A movie I think you've seen in the past, Under the Silver Lake?
0: With, um,
1: Mark? Yes, with Andrew Garfield. AKA and
0: Spider-Man.
1: From the director of It Follows, which we're also big fans of.
0: What'd you think of it? I liked it. I liked it too, but it like doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it's one of those movies. It's I got a meets for it. Big Lebowski meets Inherent Vice, because they're. It's about like a weird stoned guy like, leafing through like an artsy dreamlike movie filled with cartoon characters trying to solve a crime. It's very much like in that wheelhouse. Where it's, I haven't
0: finished Inherent Vice. I don't think I have either.
1: And I've tried so like I can't
0: really use it in a meets.
1: I've tried like 9 times. I remember
0: you saying you hated it and I was like, "Fuck, there's no way I'm going to like it then." Yeah. And I you were right, I was right.
1: But that's the vibe of this movie, like mm-hmm. uh it sounds should.
0: bad, but it, it's not. It it Yeah. Like I wouldn't I don't know. I blah, blah, blah. I, think, I like Andrew Garfield. I think that for whatever reason, he like rocket-shipped with four or five pretty big vehicles right. and then just kind of disappeared.
1: I think this movie was the most likable he's ever been, like, by Miles. I thought he was great in this. And yeah, Yeah. like, he was Spider-Man. Those movies don't even exist.
0: Social network. Everyone seems to forget that his... Or wants to to forget his Spider-Man.
1: Hmm. But yeah, solid movie. Okay. On Amazon Prime. I'm glad you liked it. It's one of those movies that has, like, no business existing. And watching it, I could see why it was, like, shelved for a couple years. (laughs) Because they watched it and were just like, who is this for? Like, besides... Scotty and Ank.
0: Who's it's the babe in that again?
1: Riley Keo, and she is topless in this movie, say. just like she is in every other movie.
0: How the fuck does she do that?
1: It's got to be her idea. Like she was topless in The Devil all the time last week. Everything. T O
0: P L E S S.
1: Everything I see her in, she's just. She's How about coming whips down to that get that topless? Off. And not that I'm complaining. I mean, it strengthens these pictures, these topless scenes. But yeah, Under the Silver Lake, if you like weird, like toasty, crime drama type things, it's on Amazon Prime right now. I enjoyed it a lot. What, uh, should I sneak in one more real quick? Yeah, play? go ahead. I also watched <clears throat> a movie called Alive on Netflix, a Netflix original. It's actually called Hashtag Alive.
0: is Alive was taken. Mm, good point. Wasn't Alive the movie where the... Plane crashes and they eat each other. Yeah. But we sometimes. <laughs> a lie.
1: Sometimes they'll just like do the same title again. I don't even know like what the the rules are with that. Sometimes it seems like fine. And other times they'd put a hashtag on it. Mm. But yeah, that docked points, it having a hashtag in its title. And this is a zombie movie, which is a genre I'm pretty tired of. But I popped it on, like, eh, hey, maybe this will be a hot one was it a goo not really it did almost nothing to like separate itself from the pack it started really cool with like a you know a swarm of zombies like when it all first uh, goes down but then it just goes through like the zombie movie motions and like becomes a mm. another remake of dawn of the Dead basically where people are like communicating building the building holding up signs it's like this is such a direct lift You can't have a zombie movie where you're doing this bit. It's like... It's absurd. I'm out. Yeah. This was just another zombie movie. I'd give it like two out of ten. Maybe three. Did nothing for me. Avoid Alive on Netflix. Did you watch This is Paris? I did. It's good, right? Just for you, bud. Appreciate that. I did watch This is Paris, the Paris Hilton documentary. On YouTube. It was... Seemed very un-Paris Hilton, like this movie being free yeah. on YouTube instead of like... On, thirteen ninety
0: nine on iTunes only. $13. A, $13.99 rental. It's on Quibi Plus. It's
1: a, the paid one.
0: I loved it. And I was blown away. This made me feel dumb that I didn't realize that her whole voice and affect and being an idiot and that whole persona was kind of a put-on. Mm. Like everybody who talked about her said how smart she was, and granted, a lot of it was family members. But when she talks, she's actually the regular Paris Hilton. It wasn't the version that we saw on the Simple Life and TMZ and wherever else. She was actually pretty eloquent. Yeah, I was impressed with her.
1: That was they start strong with her like going through her different voices, and being like like who's the real me. I was like oh this is kind of something.
0: The part, what part stood out to you? Like what did you find? Did you find yourself empathizing with her at all? Like, f- like for a second, and then I was just like, "What am I? Like, what am I thinking here?" She didn't get you. She got me.
1: The thing with her voice, though, like, no one sounds like that. That vocal fry thing. Her, like, hey, that's hot. Um, I'm Paris Hilton. Paris. It was refreshing to hear her just be like, "Oh, hello, hi. I'm I'm not doing that that bit. It's I, I'm a person on Earth. Huge. Yeah. All her classics." I, I like being reminded of all the great work she's done, like those Carl's Jr. commercials. Ooh, where she's, spicy. Where she's wriggling around with a messy burger. Foggin'. And she's also in House of Wax. And Wait, gets, doesn't she get a like a spear through her eye? She does. She gets impaled by some sort of beam.
0: By, like, Michael Pena? It was hot. Um, yeah, I thought it was the, the documentary was well done enough that I found myself fully rooting for Paris. And like empathizing with, well, not, you know, I didn't go to like emotional growth schools, but I definitely was in my formative years, 21 and 23 or whatever, and got, and I went to those rehabs. And granted, that was sounded to me like her emotional growth schools that her family sent her to were a lot more fucked up than the rehabs that I went to. But the rehabs mm-hmm. that I went to, they, some of the stuff she detailed about how they were just constantly beating you apart and berating you like a lot of that i did go through at the second place i went to and she said it made her not trust anyone not even her own family and i wouldn't go that far but in the beginning i did feel sort of betrayed by like the fact that the place that i was at was that fucked up Mm. and they threw me out and it was like a whole thing most of it was all my own fault and i can look back with hindsight but in the moment i felt a little like paris felt and basically she's Never really... She even said she's scared that she's never experienced real life. Ooh. Which is fucked up for a woman who's 40 years old to probably have that realization.
1: Yeah. It, it was a weird balance. Because, yeah, they're trying to be sympathetic. And then they'll they'll have, like, a sympathetic voiceover over footage of her on red carpets and, like, a dope party. <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's her being like, you know, my mom was, like, kind of mean to me on occasion. <laughs> it's like, okay.
0: Okay.
1: But I I did enjoy it. Like, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm. And, uh... Yeah, I liked how, like, sassy her sister was being with her. What a bitch, huh? Yeah, they, they she were...
0: came across as, like, a C-U-N-T.
1: Yeah, like, she was
0: really going for it. Yeah. Did you notice the part when every time she gets a new boyfriend, she gets a brand new laptop? Because she's worried about the boyfriends oh, yeah. going through her information. So she just had this pile of laptops with post-it notes, <laughs> I imagine corresponding to the boyfriend. Yeah. This documentary, it's like an hour and a half. It's awesome.
1: It's a pile of like seven hundred yes. laptops. It's
0: like oh the, boy. also the scene of her and her like Russian or whatever boyfriend fighting at the set of Tomorrowland, that that EDM show. And she's like, Cut his fucking wristbands off. And like mm. gets all angry and goes up the, with that shiny backpack yeah it's just, there's a lot of it that's like supposed to be serious and is funny and then there's a lot of it where you actually find yourself taking paris hilton seriously for the first time ever and it flipped the script for me big time
1: yeah sympathy wise the part that got me is the whole sex tape thing that I, sucks yeah i didn't know about the on the way that rolled out that yeah. got some sympathy out of me because what the fuck she was like um, yeah everyone like thought i was the biggest like whore and like did that to get famous and the other guy was like a fucked up asshole idiot who was trying to get famous, and he released the tape and the whole deal. Or so this documentary says. Who knows what actually happened? I
0: want to believe her. I do. Mm. But, like, I mentioned this doc to clients, and every single person I mentioned it to went, oh, that. Like, she's not fucking anybody to get famous anymore. And like made no. it, they made, like, a dudsy joke about sex tapes. Everybody. Yeah. Not, like, one guy. Not two. Men, women, everyone I brought it up to. Yeah. That's her reputation.
1: Exactly. And,
0: like, how did Kim Kardashian go past that, who definitely released the tape on purpose? That's
1: a good point. Yeah, Nobody she...
0: mentions that with her. Well, they do, but not, like, with Paris. Paris, that's all people remember her for. And the reality is she's worth, like, half a billion dollars on her own accord. Like, with all the dumb, like, makeup and perfume and... Yeah. tv endorsements and residuals like this paris has been djing too, all around the world for like the last decade
1: it's probably as simple as like she didn't get married to another big celebrity like that would have that's all kim kardashian did right. it's not like she, she married
0: like, a celebrity more fucked up than she was and everybody just goes look at kanye and yeah. it became kim yay and that huh. was it yeah sigh <laughs> uh, so that's This is Paris. It's a new documentary on YouTube. It's Pas- a weird thing to say, but we both enjoyed it. Um, You're a big documentary guy this week. I watched, I literally have three documentaries on my list. Check out The Big Brain on Ankh. I watched another I one. Know. You'll like this one, actually. It's called QT8. Have you watched it? It's about Quentin Tarantino's first eight movies. Oh, yeah. I saw that that's on Stars. It's awesome.
1: I wasn't in the mood for it, but that's... Something like that. I love like a documentary cruising through his whole so career. It's so well done and it yeah. does a
0: little bit about each movie and basically it's focusing on the first 21 years of Tarantino's career with interviews with all, all everyone in the movies pretty much. Mm. Like I think like Travolta wasn't in it and oh my no God. they didn't get Travolta and they didn't get Uma Thurman but pretty much I bet it's Samuel even like heavy. Samuel's in there a lot. Christoph Waltz is in there. A lot of Tim Roth. Ooh. It was It was good. Um, Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I love stuff like that. There's a lot of... I don't want to spoil details, but it's like parts of movies you've seen, so it's not really spoilers. A lot of Michael Madsen. Like, a lot of him. How you doing? I had nothing else going on. I look like I'm 110. I was just having a goo. And... Every single clip made me want, like, I wanted to dive in. Like, I was watching it before work, and I only had enough time to finish the doc. Mm. I didn't have enough time. But I was like, I really want to just finish this, then watch Reservoir Dogs, then watch Kill Bill, then watch Pulp Fiction, then watch Jackie Brown. Like, I Mm. I just wanted to roar through all of them. I didn't realize that this is a fun fact that I learned. Tarantino was an Elvis impersonator on Golden Girls. And And I don't know how much of the episode he was in, but somehow he got 20 grand in residuals from that. This is back in the, in the early '90s. Wow! And as a result, that led him to be able to fund Reservoir Dogs for all for only twenty grand. Hmm. And it's just like a bunch of little fun facts like that. They just keep throwing them at you. Yeah, I always wondered how he got so many stars to be in his first movie. I think it was like he knew Michael Madsen already, mm. and he approached him, and he knew Tim Roth. And, like, one of the guys who represented somebody else on the project said, I can get Harvey Keitel. And at the time, Harvey Keitel was the big get because he was coming off of, like, Bad Lieutenant and I'm drawing a blank now. But, like, uh, Taxi Driver and, like, a couple other home runs. And so they got Keitel. I remember them thinking, like, Keitel wasn't going to do it. And then he did it. And then it just sort of like snowballed from there. And like Michael Madsen, Tarantino, the budget was so low that for the black suits and shirts, Tarantino said, come to work wearing black shoes black suit, white shirt. I'll give you the ties. He had black skinny ties. Oh, that's cool. So they're not wearing set. If you look at their outfits more clearly, like Buscemi had on black jeans Mm. and Michael Madsen had on cowboy boots because he didn't own black shoes. Oh, wow. And if you think about the scene when he cuts off the cop's ear, Mm. he's wearing cowboy boots and they worked it in in the sense that he had the razor in the cowboy boot. Ah, That wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't in the script. That's cool. And then they said, Michael, you got to dance around him before you cut his ear off. And Michael didn't want to dance. He's like, I'm not doing it. That's stupid. And they, had, and he's like, Well, fine. Play the Steelers' wheel song, and I'll get into it. So they really did play the song for him, and that's why it's so perfect. Ah. So it was cool because he was supposed to be um, John Travolta's character, Vincent Vega, in Pulp Fiction. Vincent Vega. And he was doing Wyatt Earp at the time, which is a movie no one remembers. Doesn't exist. And it's so funny because, like, had he done that. Would it have skyrocketed his career? Would John Travolta never have made a comeback? Like yeah. I found that fascinating. And I it's love like that stuff, Just like... a scheduling conflict, and it changes the entire trajectory of Hollywood. Like Gotti wouldn't exist Jeez. if he had been able to do that movie. Almost as faint as Travolta probably was... would have been done because Travolta didn't do like he'd never done a movie holding a gun before. Yeah, you know? that was yeah, that was Michael Madsen's exact words where he's doing Travolta's doing movies with talking babies. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> So the Michael Madsen stuff is awesome. No, I love that stuff.
1: Like, imagining other people in the roles and Mm -hmm. all that. That's the good stuff. Like, would
0: Michael Madsen have been good in Pulp Fiction? Yeah, but he said the dancing scene would have been limited, which was a joke. Because that's obviously where Travolta shines. Like, he's a killer dancer.
1: Yeah. Like, all good movies. Like, it's so good the way it is. Imagining it any other way, you're just like, ugh, what? Like, ugh, no.
0: Like, imagining Will Smith as uh, Django? Hmm. I hate that. That I can still kind of picture though. <laughs> I can help. picture it too, but I think Jamie Foxx is a better I think Will Smith's more likable, but Jamie Foxx is more talented. Mm. We go back and forth on that cuz it's I could fight for both sides if I felt like. Yeah, it. I like but both. They both have their <clears> moments. <throat> so that's QT8. It's on Stars now. If you don't have Stars, do a trial just to watch this. It's one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while.
1: And that's not to be confused with QT's on Netflix, oh. which
0: you've been rewatching all week, yep, I believe. Me and Joe Biden settling in <laughs> together, duo. I'm not a Trump guy. These are, I just think that the the pedophile conspiracy theories are funny. Just as a caveat, just so the fans know that I'm in the, I'm on the left here. He's back. Um, I also watched another documentary called The Pickup Game. Which was an inside look at the pickup industry, which, if you're not familiar, is when a bunch of nerds get together and come up with a scientific method to approach and sleep with women.
1: Oh, yeah. Mystery? Yeah,
0: he's a big part of it. Mystery and Neil Strauss and this guy Ross Jeffries and another guy, Julian Blank.
1: Is he still going by the name Mystery? He is,
0: yeah. He's still very active on social media, too. I dug him up. (laughs) I guess he has to still go by Mystery, but... Probably seems silly. My takeaway from this is that this is an hour plus of like the nerdiest, ugliest dorks basically tricking women into paying attention to them. And it shows like the inner workings of this weird world Mm. there. And not, I'm not going to lie. I, when I was like 20 years old and I didn't know how to talk to girls, I thought reading these books would help me. Mm. And I wish I could go back in time, 17 years and talk to myself and say, Ryan, Ryan, do not read these books. Yeah. yeah. Everything in them is trash. Mm. It's literally teaching you to do things like neg, which yeah. is when like say you're a woman and I'm ready to approach you, going up to you and being like, "Oh, that's a nice gray t-shirt. My grandmother's got one just like it." And then like wait for you to be upset and then come back and compliment you just to confuse you. Mm. And I think most of the intelligent articulate women that i would find myself fancying like lucy perhaps you know would tell me to fuck myself with that line yeah which is i think how these guys probably you know live their life just constant rejection
1: especially at this point imagine doing that to a girl and her being like are you are you doing like the game to me like that fucking (laughs) 17 year
0: old book well and they they broke down it was a weird angle because it was like part of it was congratulatory about like look how much fucking pussy these guys get but then another part was like almost written from the point of a woman or filmed from the point of a woman and saying like this one guy Julian blank he had a company called real social dynamics mm. and he was in Australia and he, he did this thing where he took a camera out a hidden camera out with him and he filmed himself flirting with hundreds of women or dozens of women whatever over the course of a few weeks dope and he was grabbing their heads and pushing them down to his groin to like either you know be like I want a blowjob job less dope. Right. And to the point where women had started filing assault charges against him. Fair. And he got himself thrown out of the country. Oh. And his whole business kind of came crumbling down. And then there was two other guys that actually took a woman back using this game tactic and sexually assaulted her and then they got caught. They went to court. There was videos of them coming in and out of the building. The girls pressed charges. And now the two of them, well, I think this is an older doc, so they're probably out by now, but two of them did eight years in jail, which was the maximum sentence for a date rape. Oh, wow. So they're all doing great. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like these guys are dorky, rapey losers taking advantage of women using mental tricks and alcohol and drugs. Mm. One of them, literally, the story they told was like this guy in a room with a woman passed out having sex with her and laughing oh and it's like am i supposed to think like anything but i want to vomit on these guys and beat mm. the shit out of them yeah you know it's yeah, just the documentary's they... fucked up it's called the pickup game it's also on stars and after i finished qt8 it just rolled right into that like stars does like i like so much mm. and then i said all right i'll watch this every time it does that it, it auto plays venom for me what
1: but stars always wants me watching Venom and just I watch Venom. It. I think
0: it's you and I have both watched Venom. They just figure we're, we're big Venom guys and they figured right. Yeah, they're totally not wrong. um So that's yeah the pickup game. Fuck all of those guys. Yeah, bad dudes. Bad nerdy dudes. Mystery's wearing like sweatpants with a cowboy hat and like nine necklaces, and he has like a little goatee and like painted nails to like. Okay. peacock he cool. <laughs> or something they call that to get attention from like you know it's like fuck you dude go to the gym and like work out and get yourself in shape or like be funny or be a nice person and then maybe they'll notice you that way don't be a fucking weirdo oh
1: yeah I remember that peacocking because yeah. peacocks do a whole big right. song and dance to With the lure their mates. yeah
0: fuck off all of them
1: you can't even get a show on peacock that fucked up <laughs> idiot <laughs> got him hi <Hi-yo>. hi <laughs> do
0: we want to talk about ratchet for a hot moment would love to actually you didn't like it that much huh i can tell by your tone i think it's fine
1: it's Mm. it it gets a classic scotty it's fine it's not for you this is a new netflix original from ryan murphy who produces like every show that gets made he's the american horror story guy american crime story the show hollywood that i watched the entirety of for reasons unknown tivo watch hollywood (laughs) the and this show is like something of a prequel to One Flew Over the
0: Cuckoo's Nest
1: only in that it's yeah. like a, a a Nurse Ratched origin
0: story right it's just her yeah. it's nothing else did you realize Michael Douglas produced this as well wow yeah he's he's he doubling of, down on the Cuckoo's Nest stuff he gets a lot of producorial work smart a lot yeah. of dough there he's got to support uh his son Cameron
1: I haven't seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in so long. I feel like I've m I have I haven't seen it. I saw that like sixteen years ago. It's I need going to put it on Scotty's list. Yeah, put it on the list.
0: It's on Scotty's list. I love that. I love to hear that. I love being able to add it.
1: I feel like I only remember the ending from that Simpsons episode where they redo it with like when Barney like Simpsons did someone. It.
0: Yeah. I love how you added this is us.
1: Yes. But, uh, yeah, Ratched, new show. I watched, like, two or three episodes.
0: I watched four, and I loved it.
1: One thing that really caught my ear is the score in classic Scotty fashion. It doesn't have its own score, though. It's all music from, like, old movies. a little Psycho in there, I thought. Yeah, like, I think they're actually using the score from Psycho, like, that exact music. Oh, it's the whole thing? It's not... I heard another thing that reminded me of some other movie. I think they're just using music from old movies, which is another thing that I didn't know movies could just do, like copyright-wise. But yeah, like, that made me like it a lot more. It was very, like, old-school music with a lot of, like, dun-duns.
0: It was cool, yeah. Yeah. The look of it was really interesting. Ryan Mm. Murphy's projects are all so flamboyant and just large, um, elaborate, expensive-looking sets. Extremely colorful. Everything's very colorful. Right. Vincent D'Onofrio looks like shit, huh? <laughs> he did have
1: something of a gain. Oh yeah. What uh what is he good in? What's his big movie? Thumbsucker? The Cell? <laughs> the Breakup? Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: 3 for 3. Um <laughs> he might he might be one of those guys who just doesn't have uh, Oh, you know wait. what it was? The Salt and Sea. There it is. He plays the the noseless villain, <sighs> the noseless meth and cocaine dealer. He is most well-known roles probably
1: Full Metal Jacket. I just remembered he's sure pile. That's a uh, but yeah he's whatever. Yeah he's good. This show does have a good cast. Sarah Paulson plays Nurse Ratched,
0: who I'm a big fan of. Do you she, suck she is chops. Uh, what do you think about her and Cynthia Nixon on that date together? You think they were you know that was the last thing I saw. Diving?
1: Well, that was she got on all upset set. because Cynthia Nixon's character assumed she was a lesbian. And in those times, it was an all easy assumption. It's all gritty, and
0: they're both lesbians IRL, which Ooh. I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, that Sarah Paulson is married to like a very, very old woman who's like a famous Broadway person. She's like in her seventies. I've seen pictures of them. Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yes, it is. But yeah, she's like forty years younger than the woman she's married to. It's like crazy. Safe. I'm sure I'm exaggerating a bunch, but way 50 younger. fifty
0: years old.
1: And yeah, the good cast, Corey Stoll, as you mentioned, is on this show. He's
0: getting all the work.
1: I noticed the butler from Fresh Prince had a little pop by. Jeffrey? Yeah. Remember Jeffrey? He was one of the people getting lobotomized. I didn't catch that.
0: That's the work he's getting now after that big role on fucking Fresh Prince? Yeah. Will Smith, reach out. Seriously. Uh-huh. Help him out there.
1: But yeah, a lot of the show is about people getting lobotomized. Which is such, like, a gritty, gross thing. I can't believe that, like, ever happened on Earth. Agreed, yeah. were very like, archaic. It's like, you know what? You know how we can fix these people? We'll take this giant needle and a hammer and just, like, knock it into their eyeball. That's, like, how they... It's... It's insane.
0: It is time to take a stand.
1: And, yeah, the show, it has some gore, but it's kind of light. Although, it does open with, like, that grisly murder. Mm. I'm sure that's what
0: hooked you. That like, Yeah, got me right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay all right, all right. I'm yeah, on. so this is uh, Ratched on Netflix. It's an eight-episode show. Ryan Murphy, Sarah Paulson. Oh, is it did only it?
1: eight? Eight. I'll probably stick with it if it's just eight. I'm, I'm
0: halfway done. Okay. Lucy and I will probably watch the rest this weekend.
1: Yeah, I'll power through. But we're lot. in so far. We'll talk about that some more next what week. What else you got? Anything? I mean, that's basically it. I, I'll, I did watch... Uh, challenger the final flight another netflix Holy original which is i'm gonna go about uh you know the challenger spaceship blowing up in the do you remember this happening in real life were we alive i'm not sure because I, I don't think remember... we were
0: alive i think it was in the 70s
1: okay because yeah i don't remember it at all dad but
0: monty fact check yeah good somebody good Did also it. thank you for your letter i forgot to read it but it was charming we appreciate you and your fandom
1: but yeah, the Challenger disaster killed seven people. This documentary gives like the whole story pre- and post-disaster. And, you know, if you're into space stuff, it had some interesting reveals. Like, people supposedly knew that the rocket was in bad shape and could potentially explode, but they kept it under their hat. Some scandals. They just, like, raced the whole well, job. That's not very nice. Because of schedule and budget. And it blew up in their faces. Literally. Got them. Got him. But uh... And yeah, the, the footage is so gritty, like... A bunch of the parents of the people who were on the spaceship were like in the enormous crowd watching the launch, and like everyone's just looking up at it, and then this thing blows up, and they show the parents in the audience just like, oh my, like... Just like awful, grisly footage.
0: The entire Challenger explosion was set up by the United States government Ooh. as a black hat operation.
1: Like Michael Mann's black hat.
0: A false flag. Terrific.
1: But yeah, it's another one of those documentaries that could have been like half as long as it was. It was like four 40-minute episodes. They should have just zipped it right into like a nice lean hour 20 movie. But it was interesting. It did kind of lose me towards the end. By the end, I was like, so what? It blew up. Who cares? (laughs) Fucking whatever. Mm. But I don't know. Good story. Worth a watch. Challenger, The Final Flight, now on Netflix.
0: I have one more idea. Ooh. And it's a little unorthodox. Okay, I'm all ears. Want to watch The Departed? Ooh. But not like the whole movie. (laughs) Just a little bit. The whole plate. What do you (laughs) think? You in? I'm glad you asked,
1: because I'm in. (laughs) I'm your boss. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'd rather hand in my
0: papers first. How you doing? I mean... Well, there's plenty of bartenders. Ooh. Two weeks with pay.
1: All-timer... All-timer right. all lines just flowing <laughs> out of this movie. Fuck oh. off. I need those codes. No. <laughs> you want those codes. God. Suit sometimes. Fixed. Sometimes I think Baldwin's a joke, and then I watch him in this, and I'm like, he's the greatest
0: actor I've ever seen. He's oh a God. revelation. Yes. Whatever. Maybe it, did, maybe it didn't. Because we're not fucking home. Are we in on Delahunt? Hunt? Like, Where the fuck this is? I don't think we could
1: possibly Boston, be so more insane. in on Delahunt. Hunt. Right, I got the signal,
0: I got the call. Wait, no, but Delahunt is the to, other guy. There, oh, yeah. That's oh, Fitzy. Huh? Okay. Really? In on both. Lives in. South Boston, his mother.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Delahunt's dying on the sidelines yeah. here from that fucking.
0: This never made sense to me. He's saying, like, he knew that he's the rat and he's not going to tell. Yeah. Why Impl- would implying,
1: he do... like, he was also a rat. I love that this entire crew was comprised almost entirely of rats, all just
0: pretending to be criminals. What a masterpiece. Can't even. I've never been able to understand him here. They tell me why I didn't tell you.
1: I told you I to come to Fenway. Okay. And you came to the fucking Garden. How 90, did you know?
0: That's ninety. How the fuck did you know? You got a good still for this week too. Look at that DeLaHunt. It's beautiful. Oh. That muscle, folks. That's the Departed. That's enough.
1: I mean. Next week on the show, we're like firmly in the fall, so the the fall shows are coming back. I'm not sure exactly what, but we'll have Here some... Here we go, baby! We'll have some TV to discuss. Also, that new season of Fargo starts. I'm kind of jazzed for that. I like the Fargo show. And, uh, yeah. Check out Uncle to Uncle, Nick's Movie Corner. Um, you can follow us on instagram at enough the podcast on twitter at podcast enough i'm on twitter and instagram at skip season
0: that was a good post That almost um yeah follow me uh, at Ankner A N K N E R and uh ank fit underscore f-i-t both on instagram a lot of fun fitness stuff yes, and I've, uh, I've heard rumblings that your online workouts are back I I made, I'm about to relaunch that okay. so we got to pick a day next week I'm away for a large portion of it I physically don't have time we got a birthday boy oh yeah the big three seven coming up I noticed early in the
1: program you already called yourself 37 you just I've been rounding up on. for like six months that's a cool
0: move I always do that that way you're used to it yeah I like that it won't it'll work when I'm 97 and then I die before I hit 98 or What's whatever Alright, folks, that's enough. Have a go. Have a go one, man. Uh-huh. It is, actually. <laughs> you gotta keep waiting and Vin roars in.